Let's go to our Proud Parent segment. Your chance to tell us about how proud you are of a young person in your life. Usually you'll be a parent, but maybe you're a grandparent or a guardian. Uh, well, Suri and Taylor has been listening, got in touch with us about his son, Sam. And Suri Ann joins me now. Hello. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Really well, thank you, Ian. Um, thank you so much for getting in touch. And I believe you're getting in touch about your son, Sam. Well, actually, Jesse, to be really honest, I'm just terrible. So all my children yeah. and my five grandchildren, I am so proud of all of them. <laughs> We'd go all day if you let me get started. Yeah, that, that is the thing. I always <laughs> I, I always actually um, start yarning to parents and they suddenly realise the implications of talking about one child on the radio. But given that we don't have time for all of them, Ian, you why don't you tell sure. us about <laughs> Sam? Exactly. Well, well, Sam, you know, Sam is quite quite a remarkable young man. He's, he's 34 now. Um 36, actually. He he was born profoundly deaf, and I, I got to give credit to his mother. She's from Invercargill, so um, we decided she decided we'd have a day crying, and from there on in, she would do everything we could to give him the best shot in life. But huh. we actually didn't we didn't have to worry. I mean, I don't know where it came from, but Sam never ever let being deaf um, hinder him at all. And, Gosh. Um, yeah, so, so you know, and, and I said now, and so he's gone from being a profoundly deaf child of ours where we were just so worried about, you know, what his future might be yeah. to being a vascular surgeon. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did, so incredible. so did, can you tell me a bit about the difference in, in raising a child who is uh, deaf? Ian, how, I mean, there are some obvious things, well, but things we might not yeah. maybe uh, consider. Well, I, you know, I share some of Sam's thoughts too. But so the first thing was, um, you know, Liz decided she went somewhere and 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 had seen this. There's a 80 year old Australian doctor who said, "Give me the child when they're deaf, and we'll teach them to talk." And Liz decided that's what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. We did a little bit of sign language, but it didn't last very long, and we started to move forward. And um, Sam somehow just started to pick up enough language, and I, I remember. Um, thinking that he did really well, you know, I could understand him. I heard a video that we recorded of him as a as a young young boy. I couldn't understand a word, mm-hmm. but but as we were growing up, you know, as he's growing up, we, um, you know, but you know, it. I suppose the biggest challenge we had was, and you know, and I understand this, but um, there, there is a was a tendency we found straight away that because he was deaf. The deaf community community um, sort of approached us to say, "Well, he's deaf; he's got to learn sign language." You know, that's what he is. And um, you know, we had to make a stand. And again, Liz was very strong on this. She said, "You know, if Sam wants to go down that path, he can when he's old enough to make that decision." But right now, we're going to give him every shot. And you know, I'm really glad she persisted. How interesting! Yeah. Um. So tell me about his education and and how it was affected. And obviously, it wasn't true negatively affected if he's now in his final year of surgery training. But tell us a bit about um, going to school and and how yeah, that was. He he. So he went to school and um, he. It was those days, and it's one of those things you know. You watch our education system. Um, the spe- he had a special needs um, assistant. She was there every day, and. You know, we owe them so much. There was three or four of them over his his career, mm. and they guided him through. They sat in the classrooms with him. Um, then, you know, he 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 came out of school really well, and decided he went off to university and did a um, physics degree. 
So he's doing a honours degree in physics. And then he came home one day and said, he'd finished, he was finishing it, and said, I'm not going to be as brilliant as everybody else. He did really well. So I'm going to do another degree. And he said, I'm going to do, do medicine. Yeah. And so we approached the med school, and I remember them saying, by now he's got a cochlear implant. Um, and I remember them saying, oh, we've never ever had a cochlear implant. I'm not sure he'll be able to do this. So I took Sam aside and said, look, Sam, don't you worry about them. A, you've already got a degree. B, you've got a disability, and C, you're Māori. No one's stopping us going through those doors. <laughs> and he went through. And so he's Australasia's first cochlear implant um, graduate. Can you tell me about the cochlear implant and, and the difference it's made? Um, absolute lifesaver. You know, it was um, he was one of the early early co- cochlear implants. It, it was interesting. He had, when he was born, he had, I think, He's profoundly deaf in one ear and about 10% in the other. But when they finally diagnosed him, and I, I remember I used to drive my wife crazy because um, nobody knew he was deaf. But I remember one day walking into the bedroom, he was just a baby, and I walked in, he was lying on the bed, and the door slammed behind me, and I was looking straight at him, and he didn't blink. And so from then on, I was sort of persisting in this stuff. And, and uh, Liz said I was mad. and So it, it sort of went on for a while. Yeah. And then... Then um, they said he needed he had glue ear, so they'd put in a grommet. But while they were there, they decided they'd do a test. And I'll never forget holding him in my arms. And he had these um, electronic things on his head. And they were feeding the signals into his thing. I could hear them holding him, and I was watching the graph, and nothing was happening. And they came out and said, gee, sorry, he's profoundly deaf. Bye. And as you as you said, that takes a um, a bit of getting over, right? As parents, you probably think, well, it's, it's not about yeah. it's not about you, but still, you feel it's, it's natural. You want nothing to be different, really, or well, wrong, or with your uh, with no. your baby. No, and with the I think you know again, powerful messages from Sam. I remember Sam telling me that um, he was really lucky he was deaf because. Everybody knew what deafness was, right. and what and what needed to happen. Yeah, and that's and he was taken care of. it. he said, "What about the people who have autism? What right. about people who have these other things you can't see yeah. and can't hear?" And you know, I, I, you know, again, that's another reason I'm very proud of him. He was always thinking of other people. So tell me about the surgery training. Well, so he um he's he went off and it was really. It was a really great time for him, I think, when he went to university. So he used to go to the lectures and sit in there and sort of look, read and do as much as he could. But they just started in his time doing putting all the lectures online. Mm-hmm. So he was able to, unlike all the other students, and when I was a student, if you even went to your lectures, you went straight to the pub afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam used to just go back to his flat or come home, and he had all the lectures, so he'd do them all again. So that was his routine. Uh-huh. So. He graduated really well Hard worker, at eh? med school. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. And he fell in love somewhere along the way. Yes. And again, again, very proud. So he, um, he met Erin um, Taylor, who used to kayak, who, who, you know, who raced with Lisa Carrington. Yeah. And um, I can still remember um, he finally brought her up for dinner at our place one night. And um, they'd been going out for a little while. And um, I said, I was about to start talking about, you know, how she handled his deafness and stuff. And I got this real big boot under the table from Sam. 
So I didn't say anything more, but later that night he took me aside and said, I haven't told her yet. <laughs> so, so anyway, right. you know, they, they've, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So they're the ones who I've got two grandchildren, grandchildren there. And of course, I'm very proud of those and three others as well. Fantastic. I love that. Uh, Sarian will look forward to, I'm sure he's not done yet. He must have more ambitions can, in his career. Can I tell you, yeah. I have to tell you one, one, one little story about him. I remember I had an operation. I had to get something cut out of my head and I went to the, my doctor and the, it had stitches and he said, we're going to have to take them out in two weeks. And I said, oh, that's, that's the Christmas holidays. And he said, well, will Sam be with you? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, because, and Sam was a, student at the stage well no he was he was a practicing surgeon he was doing his practice and um he said oh well if sam's here he can take them out and i remember distinctly saying to my doctor oh actually i'll wait and have them done with a proper doctor could you do it <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he said sam probably sam does more of these than i'll ever do in my life but i still got my doctor to take them out <laughs> um I just got a message. I know Ian Well says uh, a texter. I taught Sam when he was six and seven. I was a trained oh. teacher of deaf children, teaching yes. at a hearing school. He was a lovely wee boy, wonderful parents, and he did well because he was immersed in a hearing class. That's from a sister Patty. Oh, sister Patty. Sister Patty was the life that she was his first teacher, and she was just amazing. Hi, sister Patty. Thank you very, very much. Proud. She'd, yeah. she'd be equally as proud. Good to talk to you, and thank you very much for thank taking you. some time out of your busy day. Not a problem. Thanks, you. That's our Proud Parent segment, um, and we don't mind what you're proud of your child for. Um, maybe they've overcome adversity. Maybe they're doing something really exciting overseas. Um, maybe they've got a business that you feel like the rest of New Zealand or an organisation the rest of New Zealand might be interested in and hasn't got the uh, attention it deserves. Uh, get in touch. You can text us on 2101 and you can email us to jesse at rnz.co.nz. We love hearing from you. Proud parents, proud grandparents, proud guardians, you are all welcome. Uh, probably email is best actually, jesse at rnz.co.nz.